0: That's L-T-M-B-I-Y at yahoo.com. I also have a Facebook page. You can find that at Let This Mind Be In You Ministries. Just search for that. Also, you can find us on YouTube at Let This Mind Be In You. On tonight's broadcast, we're going to be back in the book of Ephesians in chapter 6. We're going to be finishing up the book of Ephesians tonight with chapter 6 and we're going to be looking at the whole armor of God and as it says in verse 10 finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil and we're going to be looking at that armor tonight so let's uh, get started right away thank you again for joining me on let this mind be in you and hello and welcome to Let This Mind Be In You. Brother Michael D'Angelo with you on another Thursday night. It's good to be with you. Um, it's good to be anywhere. Um, I'd rather be in heaven right now. I'd rather be with the uh, the gathered body of of, of Christ. Uh, but um, if I, you know, we're not there yet. Um, God has left us here for a purpose. Uh, for some reason, we're still here. I was talking to a brother right uh, about an hour or so before we came on tonight talking about how wicked it must have been in the days of Noah. Um, the Bible talks about it as the days of Noah were, you know, and, you know, the, the Lord destroyed the entire planet with a worldwide flood um, because of the wickedness of man. And just think about that, how wicked that must have been if the Lord still has not uh, returned yet and uh, and taken his bride away. It's that's a, that's an incredible thought to think about how wicked it must have been. And uh, so anyways, let's... Um, So we're going to be in Ephesians chapter six tonight, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've been, uh, I haven't really been, um, I guess, really, really uh, trying to get too deep into a lot of these um, chapters, but it seems like the book of Ephesians has just been so rich. Uh, I've done two of these videos, two of the chapters have been part two, um, two parts, that is. Uh, so I don't know if it's going to be that same way tonight. Um, I hope not, but whatever the Lord wills, and uh, we'll get to whatever. Uh, but we're going to be specifically uh, trying to get through the whole armor of God. Uh, I'd like to get to that point at least. So um, maybe I won't take so much time in introduction. But anyways, if this is the first time you've been on this channel, uh, the Facebook page is growing. The YouTube uh, channel is growing. Um, I'm not sure about the the podcast because you have to have a lot, a lot of people subscribing and, and tuning in and listening to your podcast for you, the analytics to even start to begin on those. Um, uh, so I'm not sure. I know some do, uh, but, uh, it's, it's really been growing. Praise the Lord for that. All praise and honor and glory to him. And, um, uh, so if you're new though, this is the first time you've watched a live broadcast. I, I welcome you here. This is my home studio here in, uh, Gulfport, Mississippi. Um, that's that's all I'm going to say about my location. I'm not going to get very specific about that, but uh, this is in my home here, and um, this is let this mind be in you ministries, um, brother Michael D'Angelo, and um, we're pointing people here. the The object of this ministry is just to simply proclaim the word of God and to push people, exhort people to be about the word of God and the word of God alone, and um, you know try to strengthen the believer, and also just the most important thing is to give the gospel the good news that uh, there's a way of escape, that Jesus Christ provided a way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and uh, he provided God himself in flesh, died for your sins, rose again on the third day according to the scriptures, and um, not just that, but he said he would send his self, his spirit into the world, the comforter. And uh, that's freely available. And uh, I was listening to Brother Dan um, Carr. He has a, uh, on his Facebook page, he was talking about, right before I went on, about the hurting that's happening in the world, speaking about of a young lady who was, you know, contemplating hurting herself and everything like that. And it got me thinking about uh, one of the first videos I did was in uh, PTSD from a biblical perspective. You know, there's a lot of hurting in this world and in this life. There's no doubt about that. It's a sinful, fallen world uh, in need of a savior. And um, that's what we're here to do. So be ambassadors, proclaim his word, be about his word and his word alone. So, all right, let's see who we got here on YouTube. I'm just going to check and then I'm going to um, get started and just going to check who all's here. Pretty much the usual. Over here on YouTube, my dad's here. That's good, see? And uh, Brother JT, Brother Burns, my mom, Brother Daruna, Brother Stephen. I pray that the Lord finds you well tonight, Brother Stephen. And um, Brother Daruna, of course. And then let's look at um, quite a few people joining here, starting to join in here on Facebook. So that looks like that's starting. Okay, good, good, good. All right. All right, uh, brothers and sisters. So don't forget, you know, all the podcast platforms look up, let this mind Be In you ministries podcast, that entire thing. And you search for that in your favorite um, podcast platform, you should be able to find it. And uh, of course you're, if you're watching on YouTube um, and you do have a Facebook page, you want to check out the let this mind Be In you ministries search for that on Facebook. And we also have a, a private discussion group there. And um, so you'll be able to see discussion groups inside that uh, Facebook page. And uh, answer just a couple questions and you're into that as well. And that's a little bit more talking about, you know, encouraging each other and so forth and so on. And uh, the private or the public page, uh, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries, um, you just look that up on Facebook. I think that's about it. So let's get started on the good stuff. You know, Nobody wants to sit here and listen to me ramble on, uh, at least, you know, most, most of all me. I don't want to hear myself ramble on about all of this other stuff that doesn't. Um provide nourishment, spiritual nourishment, so let's get into Ephesians chapter six. Now, by way of just introduction or kind of review, we really um, we really studied through Ephesians so far, and you you get to see the entirety of the theme of the letter. So read it as a letter, and as I said before, always go back and read these in context like a, as a letter. Uh, Nobody starts in the middle of a letter, uh, so forth and so on, and tries to get the full context of what somebody's trying to say. But as we've gone through here, I've just uh, been talking a lot about Ephesians 5. I just spoke to a a brother about Ephesians 5 today uh, several times, and I talked to my dad about it as well, speaking about uh, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God, verse 21. Read everything above that as well and uh, see what that's talking about. Just amazing stuff admonition for me especially so but tonight Ephesians chapter 6 let's get started right away and right away this is uh my I wish I I wish I had been thinking about it I could while well, they're asleep now we're getting close to it at least it should be my children uh so Dominic is 19 almost 20 months old now and uh Millie Grace is over 3 but uh this is one of the verses that we have tried to get them to memorize. And they do a pretty good job with it for their age. And it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord. I'm saying it like we say it to them, <laughs> for this is right. And uh, we try to get them to understand that's what the Word of God is. Uh, is saying to them, children, obey your parents. It's so cute when my son will say it. He'll say, obey. And... um, then proceeds to not obey. But uh, (laughs) that sin nature comes out early. (sighs) There's the slurp. Verse number two, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. Uh, You're out there and you're living under your mom and dad's household. Uh, Honor them. Uh, Even after you move out of the house, you'll start realizing just how just how correct they were, full of wisdom they were. And, uh, you know, that's, it's unfortunate that you start real, realizing that later on in life, just how uh, much your parents love you and want the best for you and have so much life experience and, and knowledge. And they've, you know, especially saved parents, have grown in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, especially, boy, honor them. How, but folks, boy, even in our, in our, I'm almost 39 years old, i still honor my parents and um, pray that I do that more and more every day. But this is, which is the first commandment with promise. I heard this growing up all the time. You know, uh, this is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with thee verse number three, and thou mayest live long on the earth. Uh, it's kind of a, I want to make this a, a flippant thing, you know, but the some, the, the the theme or the, the connotation behind that is, look, if you're not obeying me, um, your life is not going to last very long, you know, so forth and so on. You know, I brought you into this world. I'll take you out. Um, that's in jest. That's just joking, of course, but uh, that it may be well with thee, you know, if you're not obeying and you're not honoring them um, in the Old Testament, uh, that had serious, serious, serious con- consequences. And, uh, so thank, thank the Lord that my parents had grace with me more so with my sister though. <laughs> That's a joke. Okay. They had a lot more grace with her. Not so much with me. That's a joke. Of course they had lots of grace, lots of whoopings too, though, but I turned out all right. Speaking of which, let's just go on a little side note. I don't, I don't ever like to talk a really a whole lot about current events and so and so forth, but, um. Uh, Boy are we seeing the fruits of a generation raised upon self-centeredness. All about them, trophies for everybody and so forth and so on. No uh no, you know, strong parent relationships and and telling them no. Boy are we seeing that. We we are seeing the fruits of that. Okay? And this is not some old fuddy-duddy saying that. That's me, born 1981, so I guess, technically, I'm a millennial, believe it or not. Uh, uh, It's just, I, I digress. Let's just move on. But look what the next verse says here in verse number four. This is the convicting thing for me. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So, Again, not provoking them to wrath, and what does that mean? That doesn't mean telling them yes to everything and trying to coddle them. But I'm not to treat them wrathfully. And I thought about this, too. Think about our Heavenly Father who provided the way of escape, that died for us. And the grace that he has with us, he chastens us. Whom the Lord loveth, he
1: chasteneth, right? But just think about that relationship. And then think about
0: you as a father out there and fathers out there. Even if you're estranged somehow from your family uh, because of past mistakes and and life choices and so forth and so on, it's not too late. You know, be in prayer. As I talked about current events, uh, people need fathers out there that bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And it's just not happening. Fathers, the very first thing that God created, in, you know, is the husband-wife relationship. He gave them the husband and the wife, as we looked at in, in Ephesians chapter 5, at the end of Ephesians 5. And then there's children that came along. That's the, I guess you would say, the second tier responsibilities. First and foremost, it's to be the husband that God would have you to be. Live a spirit-filled, spirit-led walk with Christ, and you'll be the
1: husband that you should be. And you'll also be the father you should be. We need fathers to step up.
0: Now, we know the natural man is out there without Christ. These things are spiritually discerned. We need fathers to step up. God, help us all. In in this country, um, I'm in America, obviously, so if you're watching this overseas, but there's problems all throughout the world. It's because people want to do things their way. They're in it for themselves as opposed to esteeming others, meaning your children especially. And bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Be admonishing them with this. See, that's the difference. If I get wrathful, provoking them to the wrath, it's because I'm out in my flesh. I'm like, stop it. Stop doing that, you know, and and get, you know, harsh with them and, you know, raise my voice and different things like that. Being stern is one thing, but if I'm not providing the spirit, if I'm not in the spirit, even when I'm being a father, I'm in the flesh and it's wrong. So that's the admonition to all of us out there, especially to our fathers. Bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You know, I've heard it said before that, uh, and I probably said it incorrectly too, that, you know, men, you know, we're just not the nurturing type. The Bible says that you're supposed to bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So the Bible's not uh, full of mistakes. The Bible is truth. So obviously men are capable of nurturing when it involves this, see, Let's move on here to verse five, when, and Paul shifts now to the relationship of things that are in this world in our, in our day-to-day life. It's really interesting here, as we get into this, that when it starts talking about servants, it's not talking about conquering a nation, taking over slaves and all this kind of stuff. These were indentured servants. These were hired and they worked and were compensated, so to speak, and you know, maybe it wasn't what we consider well. But this was a common occurrence, servant-master relationship. And we're like, well, we don't have those kinds of things today. But we kind of do. My brother Aaron Clark um, brought up a very good point of be careful who you voluntarily give your service to, being a servant to. That means voluntarily signing up for a job and working for somebody or a company or whatever it is. Just be very careful because look at the admonition here. Servants, be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh. Obviously, they're not your master according to the Spirit. We have one master. But it's that relationship of an employee-employer with fear and trembling. Now, that sounds really strange. Why? In singleness of your heart as unto Christ. The job is not to take over and be like, well, i got to work really, really hard because that's unto Christ. i got to put myself to it. Well, of course you're going to work hard because, again, you're, if you're going to be a slacker and somebody that procrastinates and it's not somebody that's dependable at work, what kind of testimony is that? Remember, I brought this up to a brother earlier today. Remember, we're ambassadors of the king. We're a representative of a foreign country. We're not of this world. We're of another world. This world is not our home. We're representative of the king. If you're not representing well, you're not representing him. See, you're not representing yourself. If you like, well, I don't feel like doing that today. I'm just going to slack off at work. You're not representing yourself. You're representing the king. They should know that you're saved. If they don't know at work that you're a born-again Christian, I. I would encourage you to um, rethink some things. Everybody should know. You know, at some point in time, somebody should know. Your interactions, your, your testimony, the way you talk, the way you conduct yourself circumspectly, you know, very carefully. And they should know there should be a difference in you. And that's the fear and trembling because you're representing in singleness of your heart as unto Christ. That's who you're representing. Not with eye service. Ooh, what's eye service, brother Mike? Eye service is when somebody, the boss is around, you act one way. Oh, you know, boss, I'm going to get this done for you. And then when the other employees are like, who's this guy? That guy, you should see what he's doing and saying when you're not here, boss. You know, that's the eye service. Oh, just when somebody's looking at me as men pleasers, those are men pleasers. The, uh, the kiss ups. (laughs) Okay, <laughs> at work. Everybody's been around them. That, let that not be said about you. Remember, ambassadorship, who you represent, who you are. You're a child of God. You're joint heirs with Christ because of him. But as the servants of Christ, look at that. See, there's the represent- re- representation that we should be doing. We're representing Christ. See? but as the servants of Christ doing the will of God from the heart. See, your heart needs to be right, even in your day-to-day job. That's what it's saying here. With goodwill, doing service as to the Lord and not to men. It's not about, well, I got to work extra hard. I don't, you know, I'm going to ignore my family. I'm going to do all those kinds of things, and I'm going to ignore gathering with these believers over here, No, that's not what it's saying at all. What it's saying is is that if your heart's right with the Lord and you're walking in the
1: Spirit as unto Christ, you're going to do well in your work. Uh, I don't know what else to say to that.
0: You just follow the way the Bible has said for you to do it. This is simply saying, plainly, as unto Christ. Doing the will of God from the heart with goodwill doing service as to the Lord and not to men. Knowing, verse 8, that whatsoever good thing any man doeth, the same shall you receive of the Lord, whether he be bond or free. doesn't matter if you know, you're, you're indentured servants or you were the master, as it's going to get ready to talk about masters here in a second. But you're going to receive that reward, the recompense. You know, that you're going to receive something. As it says, um, do it the same shall he receive of the Lord. That's the wood, hay, stubble, gold, silver, precious stones. If we're walking in the Spirit, even at our jobs, which we should be, remember, you are the church. You're the representation of the body of Christ 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 and a quarter days a year, period. If you remember that, die to self daily, die daily, die daily, die daily, every single minute, die to self. Your self will because it's the will you should be surrendering to the will of the Lord, and you'll receive the gold, silver, precious stones. If not, it's just going to get burnt up—wood, hay, stubble. We're not just—you know—we're not working for our salvation or to keep our salvation. No should be walking in the spirit and that's the reward. Not of ourselves. See, if it's of ourselves it's wood, hay, and stubble. But if it's of the heart, it's of the you know, the, the um, what am I looking at? the surrendered will the surrendered heart that's the gold, silver, and precious stones because it's
1: of him that's an amazing thought and I, it's also sobering to think
0: The masters in this situation are not uh, exempt. The employers, so to speak, are not exempt. Listen, and ye masters, verse 9, do the same things unto them, forbearing, threatening. If you are somebody that uh, has a business, are you that type of master, employer, that people still, when they see you, is like, that is not a representation of Christ. Are you threatening it says forbearing. It means don't even be the threatening type. You know, I'm, I can throw you out at any time. And I'm, a blah, blah, blah. you know, everybody's seen that type of boss. The term for it now is toxic leadership. That's whatever, you know, it, it, it's just a, a common term that's thrown around today. But it's right here. I did my, uh, my capstone. My final thesis was on toxic leadership. And I used a, almost exclusively a lot of principles right out of the word of God. Because it gives you right here what employers or people in charge. Um, I'm a chief petty officer in the Navy. Um, there's a lot of people that I lead every day. What am I? How am I leading? How am I representing the king? Because remember, I'm not representing myself, I'm representing the king. But look, as it says, knowing that you're master, look at that capital M. Master. Who is that? That's obviously Jesus Christ, God. Rem- knowing that your master also is in heaven, neither is there respect of persons with him. That's found quite a few places in the Bible. God is not a respecter of persons. You think it's impressing God that you've built this multi-million dollar corporation and something like that? That's That's not impressing God, that you've been Stepping on people and domineering people and making your way to the top, you know that's not impressing God. that doesn't doesn't <laughs> He owns everything. He created everything out of nothing. How is that impressing God? It's not. It's the the surrendered will to surrender our will, nevertheless, not my will, but thine. Remember that, always
1: constantly die to self. Because there's no respect of persons with with the Lord. Zero. All right. Verse number 10. By the way, that goes in for those that are out there. Well, I'm just a lowly beggar.
0: Jesus Christ loves you and died for you. I'm the richest man that's ever lived. Jesus Christ died for you. He loves you it doesn't matter if you're the richest the poorest it does not matter in with christ he's not a respecter of persons that just goes again to have everybody in this world is so fixated on the haves and the have-nots and all these different kinds of things that's man made it's flesh it's coming to naught it's vanity in christ though the world needs a savior Individuals need saved. They need to be born again. They need to understand that, get rid of that pride thinking that you're working your way or you're a good person or you're like nothing. Your righteousness as as filthy rags, the Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. See, that's why God's not a respecter of persons. And as Christians, you know, we think that we've arrived once again. Drop that pride. You haven't arrived. You're not some sort of somebody that's impressing God because you, you think you're doing things the right way. And boy, look at
1: me. It doesn't, it doesn't impress him. Verse number 10. Finally, my brethren, as Paul wraps up this letter,
0: I think he, he wraps this up. He puts a nice little bow on it. Through the, obviously, the, the Holy Spirit speaking through him. Puts a nice bow on this. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Boy, I just can't get the victory over this. No, you cannot get the victory over that. That's absolutely true because you're depending on your might. You want to be
1: strong, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Verse number 11. Verse number 11 has um, a
0: term, the first two words there, put on. The same thing it says there in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24. As we go back there, it says, And that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. That seems really strange the way to say it because he creates in us a new creature. We have no ability to do that. So what does it mean by put on? Die to self. We have all this gear, by the way, and we're going to talk about this as soldiers. This, this is something that really I can, I, I, under, I understand. I've, I've lived it for almost 20 years. Putting on the gear, putting on, you know, the heavy body armor and all these different things. I've, I've put it on. In fact, when I first came in the Navy, uh, in the Seabees, uh, we were using gear uh, from circa Vietnam War era, okay, uh, we, I've used all sorts of different type of gear, in fact, I, I talked to uh, some guys when I first came back down here again, to go back to the battalion, and they're give, giving you all the gear issue, you know, all the armor, and all the other different things that they give you, so much stuff, and I was like, wow, man, I remember, and I started, and as soon as I said that, I'm like, boy, I'm sounding like an old guy now. And here I am talking about the old guy, you know, the different, I had a totally different type of uniform. And I remember the guys that came in before me that were retiring that had been in for 19 years, they wore a different color uniform and they had different gear, kind of. But uh, I was still using a lot of the same gear. But the point is, is I was like, wow, I'm one of those old guys now that the gear has changed, the uniforms have changed, the boots have changed, everything has changed. But I understand this. Being issued something, been given something. I, I didn't. I didn't purchase any of that stuff. It was purchased by somebody else. See, (laughs) your salvation was purchased by him. It's his righteousness, his his imputed righteousness. He gave it to you when you surrendered your will to his. Whoa! Wow! Okay, that makes sense. That's starting to make sense. Now what? Put on. You need to put it on. Die daily. Remember that you have to surrender your will. Let, allow, let this mind be in you. Let the spirit work. Quench not the spirit. Walk in the spirit. So walk ye. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles or the tactics or the procedures of the devil, you know you know the old saying goes, "Well, the devil made me do it. No, I you know, I guess you think you're pretty important that the devil, who's not omnipresent, he's not everywhere at once, has you in his in his crosshairs specifically. no, it's the wiles of the devil though, the devil and his angels, but it's sin in general. that's the wiles of the devil, those are the taxes, those are the sins that so easily beset us. That's why we need to put on the whole armor of God. For verse twelve, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world. Wow.
1: Against spiritual wickedness in high places. It's everywhere. Um, in other words. It is
0: everywhere we go. I told you we're ambassadors. We're in a foreign country. Spiritual wickedness in high places. Rulers of darkness of
1: this world. You need to put on your armor. It's been issued to you. You've been giving it to it. But let's look at the,
0: let's look at some of this. Now, the first time I heard uh, this it put this way was uh, Brother Garrett Kohler. He 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 talked through the he taught through the ver- uh, book of Ephesians, I don't know, brother. If you're watching, that's probably well over a year ago. Um, and he was he, he he said, "Look, when we read this, let's look. There's a difference. There's there's a difference in language uh, between the first three pieces of armor and the last three pieces." And I was like, I had never noticed that before. And obviously, you know, growing up as a child, you read Ephesians 6. You know, that's one of the things. I, Obviously, we've read it several times, but I really hadn't paid much attention to it. But let's look at this. Wherefore, verse 13, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having. Now, I. you know, if you want to, if you do this in your Bible or write some notes off to the side, Notice that it's having, okay? Having your loins girt about with truth. Thy word is truth. Speaking truth in love. The truth, the only truth there is. The word of God. You know, obviously we're supposed to be truthful with each other, but what's going to equip you to stand against the wiles of the devil? The truth. Well, it does say uh, the sword of the spirit later on. Isn't that the word of God? It's all him. It's all <laughs> it's all the fullness of the Godhead, okay? It's everything. But uh the word, thy
1: word is truth. Look at the next thing. And having on the breastplate of righteousness.
0: Notice it says in having on. It's almost like it's like um You are issued these things, and you have them on already. Look at the third thing. And, you know, having, it's still saying having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Having. The first three are having. It seems really interesting the way it says that because obviously all this gear has been issued to us. And using military terms, this gear has been issued. But the first three, it seems like, We have with us all the time. Whether we choose to put on that or remember we have it on, it's with us at all times. And I thought about that. I was like, huh, we have those things. We have all the armor. If this is making any sense to you, but we have the breastplate of righteousness because it's his righteousness. We are clothed in his righteousness. If you're not clothed in his righteousness, you need to talk to me today. L-T-M-B-I-Y at Yahoo.com. Uh, but it's his righteousness. We have his righteousness imputed onto us. It's not like that ever goes away because we're sealed until the day of redemption. We have the Holy Spirit, the entirety of the Holy Spirit, not a part of him, 100%.
1: We have that righteousness, the sealing. We have the truth, don't we? Especially now. We have it in our language. It's right here. It's preserved for us.
0: But the truth is also in us. Christ in us, the hope of glory. And your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Who's the only one that can provide peace? Jesus Christ. And we have that. We have that in us to give to people. Look
1: at verse number uh, 15 of Romans 10. Let's turn back to it real quick. This gospel of peace.
0: Romans 10 and verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them. That's interesting. Feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. We have
1: that with us. But remember, let this mind be in you. Walk. So walk. Your feet
0: walk, obviously. I don't know anybody who's walking around on their hands for long periods of time. <laughs> but uh, you know, you see those guys walking around on their hands. But you walk on your feet. That's your daily walk with the gospel of peace. But look at when it says the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. What's really interesting about this, this is what roots us and grounds us. The Roman soldiers. Uh, what Paul would be very familiar with, and anybody would in the known world at this time, the Roman soldiers had these sandals, but they weren't just typical sandals. The Roman sandal for the soldier, for the because they would always fight in what's called the phalanx, you know, shoulder to shoulder, shield on shield. This is some good uh, admonition for brothers and sisters in Christ: shoulder to shoulder, shield with shield. And then, as they would march forward, they would march forward together and push. Well, the uh, the one of the rules of combat is is that the enemy has a say in the matter. Okay, what that means is that the enemy is not just going to be like, oh, okay, you're rolling over us. They're going to push back. Um, if you've ever played sports, you know what cleats are. They dig into the ground. They have like you know spikes or like nubs or something like that. They are able to grip the ground. The grip that happens so that when the, you know, the foreign soldiers, the barbarians, whoever they the Roman soldiers were fighting, as they pushed back against that phalanx, they didn't get pushed back because their feet were grounded with the gospel. <laughs> Here it's talking about the gospel, but I'm saying their feet were shod with the preparation. They had prepared those shoes. They were given them, they were issued them. And uh, just thinking about that and how they would fight and how we need to be together as the body of Christ, shoulder to shoulder,
1: giving the gospel. And so as the wiles of the devil come against that, no splits happen.
0: We don't get pushed back. We go forward, 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 always forward because of what he has issued to us. He's given you the good news. Give it to others. There it is. Well, look at the difference now. Back in Ephesians chapter six and verse sixteen, above all, ha- does it say having the shield of faith? No, it says taking. The next three are taking. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Well, boy, what does this mean? Like, what is? It, why is it transitioned from having? And I started to think about I started to think about this when um, Brother Garrett was talking about it, so when I was deployed to different pick a place uh, over the past almost twenty years that um, you know there's been conflict when we had this armor and everything on, there was many a nights that I slept in my boots. there was many nights that I slept with my breastplate <laughs> my 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 kit on uh this which held all my ammunition and everything like that, but I would wear it sleeping.
1: Okay? That was on me at all times. And uh, one of the things that we also
0: had was because of things that would explode, the IED threat. We had something that covered our our below our midsection, which would be considered our loin section and there's um, something that was there to protect us to catch any kind of shrapnel and things like that that we would wear that was a part of our armor. And it started making sense to me, like, wow, okay, sometimes when you know the attack is coming or whatever like that or just because you're so tired and you know you have to be up, you would sleep in your boots and with this stuff on. I, I, I joke around with my wife. That's why it doesn't take much for me to fall asleep just about anywhere. I can fall asleep. Well, you know, I've slept in, you know, underneath trucks and on top of trucks and, you know, on tires and you name it. And I've slept many a night with a, some heavy gear on. But notice this, that it says, and, and above all, taking the shield of faith. What if I would have had all that stuff on, but I hadn't taken out, like, let's just say I was a Roman soldier um, it's hard to put on those those sandals. You have to lace them all the way up. So he would just leave them on. You know, he had his breastplate on because it's really hard to take that off. You know, so he just left that on. He had his the uh, the 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 leather, the heavy leather that guarded his go- uh, his groin area, his loins, and he had all that stuff on. But it, you know, the call to battle, and he jumps up and he goes, but he forgets his shield. How good is he now in the in the phalanx? He's been issued it. It's his, but he didn't take it with him. It's just something to think about, taking the shield of faith. As we go through this daily walk, the, try, you know, the testing of that faith, you know, the trying of patience and you know, worketh all these different kinds of things out, that helps build your faith. you got to take that shield of faith with you. Lord, I don't really know what this situation has in store for me, but, you know, Lord, I'm just going to trust you with it. I have faith that you have the best for me, and if it's death, so be it. But, Lord, I'm going to have faith in this. Lord, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, but, Lord, I'm going to surrender to your will. Your will be done. That's taking the shield of faith. So any of those fiery darts come at you, because of him and the issued gear that he has given you, it quenches those. There's nothing. But if you quench the spirit and don't take your shield, you're getting nailed. Those, those darts are coming in. Look at the next thing to take. And take the helmet of salvation. Well, We're saved, obviously. What is this helmet of salvation? That's the let this mind be in you. That's the let this mind be in you. You need to take take the helmet of salvation. Remember who you are and guard this. Let this mind be in you. You're saved. Remember what I talked about ambassadorship? Remember who you are. You're now a son, a daughter of God, a child of God. Remember that. You got to remember that because if you don't, you're going to get your grape split. The Roman, same Roman soldier gets up, jumps out, grabs a shield, and runs out there, no helmet on. It's exposed. The, the way that they would fight is that their shield would go from eye level down to their feet. It's pretty tall. Uh, well, considering they're a bunch of Italians, so they're probably pretty short people. <laughs> That's a joke, you know, but uh, they're my people, so I can joke about them. But as as the the Roman soldier would go forth, his, his shield would be right about there, so he could see right over, barely over the top of it. But what's exposed? This. He needed that helmet. Everything that would come through... A glancing blow of a sword that would be coming over the top would just glance off of it and he would push
1: back and he would thrust forward with the next thing. But if he didn't have his helmet, it's all over. Uh, you forget who you are, you're going to do a whole sorts of different things. You need to
0: take the helmet of salvation. Remember who you are. Let this mind be in you.
1: Take it from somebody who has repeatedly throughout his life and to my shame has forgotten
0: who I am. At some, at one point I had forgotten so much that I was walking
1: so far off. I was like, well, boy, where am I at? Take the helmet of salvation. Lastly, it's as it still says, take
0: the last thing. And the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Same soldier gets up, grabs his shield, grabs his helmet. But how can he thrust forward with no sword? Take it with you. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Take your sword. If you don't have it, there's no excuse. Oh, Look, there's no excuse. I have an app on my phone that has the sword on it. I can carry this. I have a smaller version.
1: Uh, there's no excuse. Take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. By the way, I
0: can't thrust forth my own arm and think I'm going to do anything. It's not anything. It's not going to do anything. Enemy don't care about that. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about your puny little arm coming out there. In fact, if your arm goes thrusting forward without that sword. I just take it off. You know, not going to be graphic, but obviously you need your sword. A sword is not only an offensive weapon going forward, but it was also able to parry, to deflect. So when the world comes at you, people come and try to produce doubt with you, you can deflect that because you have the truth, the sword of the spirit. You better know it. That's one of the main emphasis and drive behind this ministry. You need to know what you believe from the Word
1: of God. That's how important the Word is. And it keeps going. There's only a, a colon there. It says,
0: praying, verse 18, always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints, And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. So Paul's wrapping up his letter here, but notice it says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Brother Mike, how do we pray without ceasing? How do we pray all the time? That doesn't make any sense. It does when you know that you're supposed to surrender your will constantly. That's what prayer is. It's not, I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to ask prayer for this, this meal. I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to ask God to please,
1: please, please, please give me that raise at work. He's your heavenly father. Of course, he wants to know.
0: He wants to talk to you. He, he wants the desires and of our hearts and things like that. But we need to surrender our will to his. You can do that 24 hours a day. Every waking moment, you're surrendering your will, you're praying without ceasing. You are praying always. And Paul was just saying this in that, in that same vein there, in that same thought process of praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. That's the admonition for all of us. Paul's going to use a very interesting term here. And for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel. Boy, Paul even needed boldness. People praying for him to, yeah, because he still was in his flesh. He still needed to crush his own flesh, surrender to his will, not his own, to God's will. Paul was human just like you and I. You know, Quote-unquote, the greatest Christian that ever lived needed prayer that he would be bold. Well, you're talking about a guy that was stoned to death and all these different kinds of things? Yes, the same Paul. We're with No respecter of persons. Remember, we still have this flesh. Paul still said he struggled. He said, the things that I would, I, would, I didn't do, and I, I should have done. And, you know, paraphrasing all that we talked about in uh, Romans. Incredible. But look at the next verse, verse 20. For which I am an, an, what's the term? What's that word? Ambassador in bonds. That therein I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Let that be the prayer for all of us. But that ye may also, or also may know my affairs and how I do take us, a beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord shall make known to you all things. So Paul sending this man to let them know how he was doing and, you know, giving a report. Whom I have sent unto you for the same purpose that ye, ye might know our affairs and that he might comfort your hearts. Imagine, they had the, such love for each other. They wanted to know, hey, how is Paul? How, how is our brother Paul there? Is he okay? Is he standing fast in the Lord? Is, is, is he still strong? Is he still speaking boldly? We're praying for him. This is what this man was coming to tell him because Paul apparently was in prison, obviously. Couldn't get away.
1: Hey, Christian, when's the last time you checked up on your brother and sister in Christ? When's the last time you had that love for the brethren? So that can comfort your
0: hearts. Has such a concern for the other members of the body of, of Christ. Peace, verse 23, be to the brethren and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all them that love our Lord Jesus Christ in sincerity. Amen and amen. That's Ephesians chapter 6. I want a tad bit long that
1: I, I normally do, but boy, the whole armor of God. You know, as I've stated before, every single bit of these teaching
0: time that's been on here has hit me square smack dab right between the eyes. And I just pray that in these last days, the perilous times that are here, and all these different kinds of things, that we stand fast. Stand fast. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, be rooted, grounded with those cleats on, you
1: know those Roman sandals. Have having your loins girt about with truth
0: a breastplate of righteousness, and then taking the helmet,
1: the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. We need that armor. Remember who you are. You've been issued that gear, soldier.
0: Make sure you uh, take it with you as you go forth in this world. All right, so let's look at the the comments stream. Oh, i well good. We had quite a few people join us tonight. And I don't know who all is still here on Facebook, but I don't see any comments on Facebook. Most of the time, there's not. But uh, welcome to everybody that joined on Facebook tonight.
1: And then let's look at, uh, come on now, YouTube. YouTube. All right. Um, last comment.
0: Okay, Uh, so I'll start out with the last comment because it just popped up. Uh, Brother Gabriel, hello, sir, uh, says, question regarding children obeying their parents. What if a child came from a divorced family and had one parent who was a believer and the other was a non-believer? Should the child still obey? And I'm assuming, um, uh, I'm assuming should they still obey and honor their parents? And that's always a difficult question, Brother Gabriel, but I would tell you, um, I, I would tell you as you have to honor your parents in the Lord, okay, and if it's outside, if they're telling you to you know, hey, you know you need to do these drugs and or you don't love me, obviously that's um, that's a really tough, bad situation, but you're not to that's not honoring, that's not Christ honoring. remember, let's look at here. let's go
1: back here. I, something just popped in my head. Yeah. The very first
0: verse, children, obey your parents. If it just stopped there, then people could say, well, see, you got to obey your parents no matter what. But it says in the Lord for this is right. So that that, that is, you can't go against that biblical uh, precedence of it has to be in the Lord for this is right. It can't be blatant, obvious sin. Uh, so that's a good question, though. But you still need, and as Brother Durruna just said, you still need to honor them. You, you know, I don't I hate my parents. Boy, if they're lost, you're you, sh- you should be in a broken status, in a broken state with your parents, and just pray, pray constantly that they would get saved, and be that witness. As as uh, I think it's in Corinthians, it talks about the unsaved uh, husband and, and and the saved wife. Um, if you know by her witness, by her testimony, by her honoring, still honoring her husband, obviously not doing things. Hey, baby, you're going with me to the bar and we're going to cavort around. I'm, honey, I, I just can't do that. I, I'm an ambassador and uh, I love you, but that goes against the thing. And then um, that goes against the word of God, so forth and so on. And uh, I think the Lord will protect as if you follow his word. Okay, let's put it that way. Honor the Lord first, obviously, but still honor your parents and still honor your husband or wife or whatever the relationship is.
1: Okay. Um, Brother Druna says, prayer for my parents to get saved,
0: my wife also. Will do. We'll definitely pray as we close
1: out for that, Brother Druna. Oh, my goodness. Uh, see brother JT. Hello suit to you, sir.
0: Um, I have to remind myself many times of Ephesians six twelve. I many times forget about the spiritual and think only about the physical. Yep. Yeah. We, we think of it is definitely, um, there is still that connotation of both the physical and spiritual as you're talking about there. Yeah. And you think about the physical, like, Oh, I got to just go through this and fight my way through life, but it's definitely a spiritual battle um you know the worst thing that can happen to you in this life and i put quotation marks for those listening um uh, the worst thing is that you become a martyr that you die for christ uh, that, but to be absent from the body is to be present with the lord so we can take joy and comfort in that if if it comes down to that but it is a spiritual battle for sure good point brother jt Uh, Brother Burns talks about amen. What a great way to think about it. I'm not sure when that comment was given, but. uh, Oh, all praise and honor and glory to the Lord. Brother JT talking about the comparison making with the armor. Um, Yeah, thankful for brothers in Christ that uh, bring out things that the Lord speaking to them about and it speaks to us. And um, I'm so thankful for that. So praise the Lord. The word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword.
1: Yes, that's a great uh, reference there, Brother Gabriel. Okay. My wife's parents. Okay, Brother Druna says my wife's parents also, not his wife. My He says my queen is saved. Oh, amen for that. Mm. And Brother Burns will be praying for you as well. Uh, I'm not supposed to uh, have that much dead air when you're, especially with the audio. You guys can see what's going on
0: here, but those listening to the podcast, I forgot about that. Uh, My apologies to those listening to the podcast. I'm still here. (laughs) Okay. And I think that's about it. And we're coming up right here and I did go just a little bit too long. Um but the Lord knows and, and as as he as he provided. It looks like I still have my wife watching on Facebook and brother Dan um and maybe a few others on Facebook. So I'm really thankful the Facebook uh, ministry page has uh, really started to grow. Tell all your friends, uh share, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff and uh, the Lord will build uh, this ministry as he sees fit. I'm just trying to spread the seed. You know, that's what we're supposed to do, be proclaimers of the word, just spread it out there, and I'm trying to spread it out as far as I possibly can. Uh, I was mentioning to Brother JT, in fact, um, and to others today that this platform of, of social media or the Internet is the world's largest street corner, that people, you know, when you're out street preaching, you get about 30 seconds maybe as somebody walks by every once in a while somebody will stop and listen to you and you know you get like a few minutes i'm just hoping that people listen long enough they hear the gospel constantly uh, proclaimed and that uh, that that seed would take root and you know some you know we're supposed to sow the seed some plant some water god will give the increase so i'm praying for that okay and brother JT says
1: he's going to sleep. And let's close with a word of prayer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's close with a word of prayer. And uh
0: let's remember to be constantly praying to surrender our will to his and put on that whole armor of God. Take with you. Have you have it? And uh I hope that, that, I I pray that that was uh, edifying and uh, an encouragement to you tonight from the Word of God. Let's close in a word of prayer now. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for, Lord, thank you for issuing us that gear. Lord, we know it's not because of anything that we did, but that you sacrificed willingly. You humbled yourself and went to the cross for us. And died for our sins according to the scriptures, exactly as you said you would in prophecy, to the exact day. And Lord, as you prophesied three days and three nights later, you rose again from the dead. For our uh, According to the scriptures, Lord, so that one day we will have that victory. You're the first fruits. We're the fruit that will follow in that resurrection. Lord, thank you so much for that. Thank you for the blessed hope. Lord, I just pray that this has been a reminder to everyone that's saved about the armor of God. And Lord, I just pray that there's somebody listening tonight or in the future that listens to this, Lord, that they would get it settled
1: today that you are the only way. You are the only way. You are the truth. You are the life.
0: And Lord, I just ask that somebody. Anybody that hears this is convicted by your Spirit and drawn by your Spirit, and you would not let them rest until they get that settled. And that, Lord, as they look for light, Lord, you said you'll give them more light, and you bring somebody by a divine appointment. Somebody will come by and give them the Word of God. They can always come and ask me. They can always reach out to me and to others. Lord, help others that are in these communities under the sound of this ministry all around the world that would listen, help them to be ambassadors, proclaiming the word of the King, but also representing the kingdom in their everyday walk, help them to walk in the spirit Lord, we pray for brother Burns, as he has mentioned before, that, you know, What he is uh, coming to you, Lord, surrendering his will to yours, let your will be done. Lord, you said in your word, you're not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance. So we ask for prayer, as Brother Daruna has asked for, for both his parents and his in-laws that are lost and undone. Lord, how, how much of a struggle that has to be and a burden on my brother's heart and his wife's heart, as their parents have not come to the end of their own righteousness, have not come to the end of themselves, Lord, would you crush them with the, your, the power of your spirit and put them under such great conviction, Lord, before it's eternally too late. Lord, we, we know that you're not willing that any should perish. We know this, Lord. Lord, help the, the Darunas to be the ambassadors that, and give the word as you see fit, every chance that you give opportunity. Lord, help them to plant, help some to water. Lord, we know that you give the increase. Lord, we pray for that increase. We pray for that fruit. Lord, we love you. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for raising from the dead for us. Thank you for Promising that you would make us complete body, soul, and spirit one day. Lord, we love you. Thank you for the armor. Help us to remember and let this mind be in us. We love you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. you. The words are insufficient for us. So all I know to say is thank you. Amen and amen. Thank you for joining me here. So next week, Lord willing, um, Philippians will start in Philippians. And I don't know, uh, before I leave, if we'll get to the end of Philippians, um, and that'll be pretty much the end when, once I finally deploy, um, uh, uh that'll be sort of the end of live videos. I may go live, but you just may not be able to catch them. It'll be at uh, weird hours in order to get videos out there, but, um, I'm going to continue and you'll be able to search for those. They'll be saved on these videos on uh, Let This Mind Be In You on YouTube, Let This Mind Be In You Ministries on Facebook, and Let This Mind Be In You Ministries podcast on just about any platform. You search for that, and it'll come up. And uh, I'll still be teaching and uh, going through different things. Um, I'll have a lot more time to do some produce videos on some subject matters, some doctrine that I'd like to really... Really deep dive into, and uh, so be praying for me on that. Be praying for safety for my family as uh, I'm away, and um, that the Lord would protect them and uh, shield them. And um, and uh, yeah, I don't want to think about that right now. Okay, uh, moving on. But uh, so next Thursday night, nine p.m. Central Standard Time, I'll be back on again, Lord willing, and um, we'll be in the Book of Philippians. So love you in the Lord. Thank you for joining me tonight. I, I can't thank you enough. Boy, it's just, it's just something special when people join and give uh, time out of their day and decide to join. I'm so thankful for that. I pray that you're edified and exhorted by this, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. All right. Good night for now. And uh, love you in the Lord. God bless. Good night.